welcome to Let's Talk Real Estate, where buyers and sellers gain insight into what works in today's real estate market. My name is Keelan McKamey. I'm the CEO of Deep Realty, and I'm also a realtor. Jen Allen is with me today. She is a realtor, and we are going to talk about what your agent can do to differentiate themselves from the competition. So this message is actually good for agents, and it's good for buyers and sellers as well, because you're interviewing agents, assuming you are interviewing agents, uh, these are some things to keep in mind to say, hey, is you know, what is my agent doing that's different? What did I like about what they did? Yeah. So I think often uh, agents charge a similar amount, and you want to make sure that if, if you're going to pay a certain amount, that you're getting the most value possible. Right. And it, the issue that we have in our industry and it's, <laughs> is that both the consumer and, and the agent, a lot of times, think we all do the same thing. Yeah. And they think that all agents are created equal and that everybody does the same amount of work. And the reality is, is that uh, the agents who aren't focused on adding additional value are usually thinking about just the transaction and they're not mm-hmm. thinking about doing anything beyond that. Yeah. So um, what I would like to throw out there today is this idea that, okay, there's value that goes beyond, obviously, the, the bare minimum. And we could kind of put that value into two groups. You could kind of say, okay, what the agent does themselves to bring the value. In other mm-hmm. words, their personal um, communication and professionalism. And then the, on the other side, there's we could actually just list a bunch of things that they can add to their marketing package to add value to, right? Yeah. So I, I, think, I think of it in like two different tracks, like their how they do business, how they conduct themselves as, as a professional versus you know all the other um, marketing tasks that they have. could be hundreds of things mm-hmm. that maybe their marketing administrative assistant does for them or whatever. So yeah. let's let's talk about some of those things. It's, okay. We could talk about this probably for days. <laughs> yeah. So let's try to... Let's keep try it brief. To, yeah, let's try to keep it brief. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's difficult because we, we're, we over-communicate and we, we're all about communication. We're and, really excited about it. Yeah, and the first thing I've got on here as far as value that an agent can bring is communication because that's statistically the that's from National Association of Realtors that's the number one complaint from sellers is that they didn't feel like their agent communicated with them effectively right so how can an agent communicate effectively with the seller what do you have some opinion I I have lots of opinions right keep it Uh, short because we got to get through the list okay so I think Uh, I think it's really important when you're speaking to the agent that you're interviewing, first of all, you'll get a sense, even before they get there, how well they communicate. How well did they communicate up to this point? What did they bring to show you? Do they anticipate a lot of the questions that most sellers would ask? Do they have that information ready? Do they know who they are and are they able to communicate their value, which Mm -hmm. is kind of that's kind of all encompassing. But mm-hmm. also, do do they have a discussion with you about how you prefer to be communicated with? Mm-hmm. How often, if it's email, text, phone call, if you don't mind getting calls at work, if you do, how much conversation is there about that future communication that's going to mm-hmm. make you comfortable that they're communicating with you in the way that you want and as often as you want? Mm-hmm. So I think there's that piece yeah, some between sellers, the buyer yeah. or the, yeah. rather the seller and the, the agent. agent. A lot of it, too, is showings. Showings are always a, a, you know, we have to figure out how the seller wants to handle showings, mm-hmm. and it really is all up to them. Yeah. And our systems can pretty much accommodate, you know, auto-approve. Auto they can come, like you said, via text. The showing mm-hmm. request can come via text or email. They can approve it with their smartphone. They can do all these things to just make all the communication a lot 
uh, more fluid and, and easier yeah. for everyone just through the use yeah. of technology. And, and then on the flip side of that, I've had clients where um, I, I'm the main communicator on that, and I take care of the, the showing piece on the technology side because mm -hmm. I know in their particular situation it's maybe less stressful and easier for them to not have to deal with that part of the communication. So there's yeah. just... Well, for higher-end homes, higher homes, sometimes the sellers want mm -hmm. you there for mm -hmm. all the showings. You know, like they do that. They do that in New York a lot. It's yeah. not common here. Yeah. But 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 what you're talking about, I guess, is just scheduling the showings themselves. Scheduling if there's the something showings, special with the seller, making sure, yeah, that, yeah. And it depends on the seller um, and how comfortable they are with different technologies as well. Because we have great technologies to make that communication more efficient, but it doesn't always work for certain sellers. And so it's kind of like reading the room and just figuring out what's going to make them most comfortable mm -hmm. in the situation. Because yeah. it is about them. They're your client. It's not about what's easiest for you always. And what about uh, once the home's listed, what about providing updates on what's going on yeah. with the competition in the market? And feedback. Mm -hmm. Letting them know, okay, I saw this home popped up down the street. Based on this, I think we're still good. Or based on this, we might want to make some considerations if, if nothing's okay. if there's been no movement happening. Gonna, the Is that what you're talking about? But I'm going to stop you there because I think we could go on and on and on yeah. about communication. Yeah. So the, the, you know, this, this talk is about how agents can differentiate themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you're a buyer or seller, things that you can keep in mind mm -hmm. to make sure that, okay, oh yeah, my agent is taking care of some of these things. So yes. we're just going to put that to communication. Okay. Communication and then, very um, important. You, very important. And, and when the, you talk to them, you'll get a sense of how well they communicate. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, another one is, is pricing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sellers obviously don't want to leave any money on the table. They want to net the most amount of money possible. And in the shortest amount of time, usually not sometimes the time frame is different right but how can uh, an agent help a seller with not only figuring out the value but also helping them strategically plan the move it, because every deal is different and so uh, you've got I know you've got some clients who they don't need to close in 30 days they actually need to find a home and in this market it's a little tough so how do you approach um, pricing and structuring the deals in terms of adding value for your sellers. Yeah, well, absolutely. I think, first of all, I hate to go back to this, but it starts with the communication. <laughs> so you need to really find out what is what the sellers really need. And, if, and sometimes if they don't know, ask a few more questions to get to what their goals are. If they need to sell before they buy, there's a different way to structure than if they don't need to sell before they're, bu they're buying or if they're moving out of state. So mm -hmm. there are definitely different ways to structure the deal and protect your seller so that your seller doesn't, end up homeless. It ties into the financing too. And pricing. Some of, sometimes yeah. They, yeah, they need to, There's if they're going to, they're going to sell and buy, the first thing they do as a seller is what? They go to they their lender. They talk to a lender. It's very, very much the first step. Um, but as far as pricing, um, I think the most important thing we do with, with pricing is making sure that we, we bring true comps, that we run a statistical analysis, that we know where the homes have been landing and where they're headed in this market. And that we give them as much information as possible because the last thing that a seller who really needs to sell wants to do is to have their house sitting on the market because they overpriced it. And you can still overprice it in this market. And the one thing that you mentioned and that I like is that uh, not only like what the range of pricing is, but what has been happening in the past, what the trend is, mm -hmm. where we're seeing things going. Because we have to look at the macro and the micro. The macro meaning the, the general area, the whole market, you know, the, the bigger statistics, and then drilling down to the actual neighborhood. And, and the condition I, of their home. I'm a, 
And we yeah. got to be honest and, about that. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a finance guy. I'm a numbers guy. So I know not everyone is, but even our agents who are not uh, numbers people, they still learn how to do this analysis. And it's a, yeah. re it's a regression analysis. It's, it's the flow of homes coming in the market. Uh, the flow of homes getting out of the market. We look at the homes that are not selling and why. And why. We look at obviously the homes that are selling, how, how long it takes for them to sell, mm -hmm. um, just the whole picture. Yeah. And then that way we can pretty much pinpoint a pretty narrow range of pricing, especially as the homes are, the uh, list price goes down. Mm -hmm. It's in the, If they're in a subdivision, like a lot of the homes we sell up yeah. in North Metro, it's actually pretty clear yeah. about, but, but not all agents do a regression analysis on price. Mm -hmm. Not all agents look at, you know, the best time to sell. Not all agents look at uh, the, the overall statistics for the area before mm -hmm. they get to the neighborhood. So there's a lot of things that go yeah, into and it. The different and theories on pricing too. Is it better to do two ninety nine or is it better to do three hundred? It's better to do three hundred because if you mm -hmm. have a group of buyers who's searching three hundred to four hundred. And a group of buyers is searching two hundred to three hundred. Which is how they search. Now you just picked up both, uh, you know, both, both groups of buyers. If you do two ninety nine nine, you just lost the three to four yeah. buyer group. So. And we know two ninety nine nine is likely going to go over three hundred. So you need those people who are. Yeah. In this market. So you have to ask yourself, why would you expose the property to less people? I mean, yeah. that's just a little that's example. That's an aside. But, yeah, but, but, but you but need an agent pricing. who's going to talk you through why you might want to consider one versus the other and has solid reasons. Okay. So, good. We, we can talk on these topics for like an hour each. So, yeah. like, okay, let's okay. go to the next one. Next. Prepare the property. So, Jen, you are, you like staging. You do staging a lot. Tell us yes. about staging. This is a value add this is a value. that an agent could bring yeah. to a seller. I think it is extremely important that when you present a property, even in a hot seller's market, that you have that property in the best condition possible because that is going to help move it and bring more buyers. And so I have a stager that is amazing and I, I pay for her to do a consult with my clients and she she does what she calls a walk and talk. And they it's not, you don't have to get a bunch of new stuff necessarily. You don't you know, you don't have to rent things. It's just a matter of how can we psychologically make this house feel better? And she's an expert mm -hmm. at that. And everyone I've had who has followed her suggestions has sold their homes for thousands more. Is it feng shui? Is it some other stuff? What it's is not it? feng shui. It's a very um, it's a practical approach. Or? It's just a very practical approach to how certain layouts and colors and I hate yellow. Uh, the, the, when the walls are yellow, yeah. ooh, I can't stand that. Is that there's I wonder a if that's certain one of, color? There's a certain color um, that that goes with everything, uh, and so beige. you're gonna. It's, <laughs> that's a specific color of beige. Kill, okay. Uh, Killam beige, I think. Sherwin okay. Williams. That is amazing. And it's so, like the color of my cappuccino here. It is, and it goes with grays. It goes with browns, and so um, mm. it is a matter of you want the home to appeal to the most number of people, and you have to get over the fact that. It, you made it how you wanted it, and it's personalized mm -hmm. to you, but the, it's not for you now. It's mm -hmm. for the general public, and the general public likes something different. And so you've got to be open to hear that. Okay. So she Only made... if you want to make more money on the sale of your home, though. Right. Well, and I was told, I've told my sellers for years, condition sells. Condition. So the buyers, and, and <laughs> here's another thing I'd let them know as part of uh, communication is that the smartest people in the market at any given time are actually the buyers. Yeah. The sellers focused on their house, the buyers are focused on the market. Yeah. 
And so they're going to be comparing every little thing in the house and staging. They walk in and your railing's loose? Yeah. That's that's an easy fix you should do before that. Staging, talking about staging, isn't it more like getting them into the house? I mean, because yes. the staging and the photographs are what get people in. First, you got to get people in. Yeah, that's the first That's the first step. So you're saying we can add more value in preparing the property. And if they don't yeah. want to do staging, you, you, you've you seen some of the things that she's done, so you can still recommend some if, things, right? If, they're, if the home is, you know, pretty, there's two sides of it. If the home really needs a lot of work, mm -hmm. then I might give some basic suggestions knowing that it's not in the, a great condition. But if it's close mm -hmm. enough... Um, I always feel like I I'm the bad guy sometimes if I offer those types of suggestions. So it's always helpful to have... That's why I like the, the stager. Yeah, it's helpful to have the stager. Because she but, sees them once and she doesn't mind telling them how it is. And sometimes, I think it's right, if we're like, you know, um, I'm sorry, that collection that you have is really not going to help sell your home you need to downsize it but it's their most prized collection the start, i'd rather have her the start, say it the the, <laughs> the the james bond dvds need to come off the shelf or yeah, something or yeah the, like the, uh... the freddy krueger poster needs to come down <laughs> <laughs> like, right. um i i would much rather have her say it and she's coming from that place but i've heard her say enough that if if there's a if we're in a crunch i can give some basic suggestions or i can even give some basic suggestions to get them started before they can meet with her if there's sure. a lot of work ahead of them yeah, so many people, there is a ton of work. They've got it's, tons of stuff in their house. But it's worth it if you it's think. It's worth it, yeah. You could make five to $10,000 more by doing a few hours of work. Mm -hmm. Where else can you do that? Mm -hmm. So. Agreed. Okay, we could go on and on about preparing the property, yes, probably. But we marketing, yeah, uh, let's <laughs> see. Marketing and prospecting, uh, as far as our our online marketing platforms as far as our database goes mm -hmm. i mean we do we do a lot of online marketing mm -hmm. uh, the mls is important the uh, hundreds of websites that we use online to market the property are important um, and also our network of agents who we know are producing and closing deals and who we know have clients yeah. our communications with those agents uh, usually via email sometimes calling mm -hmm. those are important sometimes we bump into them and say I have this yeah. house coming and yeah and, and and we have to make we have to make the homes available to everyone mm -hmm. on on the MLS and at the same time we do that but we also go a little bit past just the MLS yeah. and past the the websites like realtor.com which are awesome but we do reach out to our database. We've got mm -hmm. thousands of agents in our database who who we know are closing deals who we send out information to on yeah. specific listings. Yes. And um, that's something, that's an added value that's huge. And um, the agent community is small, at least with the, the agents who are producing in certain areas. Yeah, yeah, in certain geographic areas. I don't know. I would, I know a lot of actually I know a lot of agents all over but yeah um, it's important it's important that you have an agent who has is a has good relationships with other agents and not mm -hmm. somebody who's you know kind of yeah. because people oh, want to yeah. people want to bring their clients and they know you're going to get to closing and you know of course you have your seller's best interests mm -hmm. and they have their buyer's best interests but if the close if the deal stays together and you know yeah. you're working with somebody if, if there's some Sometimes There's, you see somebody's name yeah. come up and you're like, oh, well, one way to say it, deal. <laughs> yeah, one way to say it is there's value in hiring a listing agent who is who has a network. Yes. And the network, it's hard to succeed in real estate at higher and higher levels without an established network. That's safe, that's safe to say. Yeah. So that's a value. Um, we have callers who call um, 
in, in and around areas to help find buyers for our sellers. And those and they also help find sellers for, for, our, for our buyers as well. So uh, we've got that as far as marketing and prospecting. Do you have anything other ideas about, I mean, marketing, actually, we, we got tons of stuff in marketing. You want to list some of the things um, that, that yeah. you do for marketing? So we have several different levels of um, marketing packages. And so depending on your home, the, um, the price point, the condition of it, and the location, really, there might be some things that work better than others, but again, a multi-million-dollar home. It may be really nice to have a aerial video, yeah. aerial videography. But if you have a hundred-thousand-dollar condo, there's probably not. There's no need for <laughs> there's that. There's no need for that. That's no, there's so no need for that. certain certain things on here, yes. you would you would really want. I, I think the um, 3D modeling of the home, the 3D virtual tours mm -hmm. are the latest and greatest, mm -hmm. and you can literally click through. It looks kind of like a video game, but you can actually click through the house. They, first of all, they take a camera and they just take several pictures. And they keep moving the camera around the house, and then the program stitches all of these photographs together. And then the user, when they click to the virtual tour URL, mm -hmm. virtual tour link, they can literally walk through the home. Like the feel for the get, they get the feel for the layout. It's Great. really cool. Um, so it's something that we're looking at. That's another option: aerial, aerial photography, video, three uh, D modeling with the virtual floor plan. Mm -hmm. um, what about inspections? What what other things oh, yeah. might an agent do to add value? You know, I think it's a great idea, especially if you have a, had a home for a while or if it's an older home, that um, if the agent can arrange a pre-inspection of the home, mm -hmm. and then the seller will know the condition of the home. And the agent may or may not pay for that. It depends on the kind of what marketing plan you go to. The, right. the seller may say, I'll pay for it, and I don't want to... Put that as part of the plan but you know right. they, they have the option um, but as a value add sometimes we will pay for that right. pre-inspection right if we think it's going to make a big difference to say yeah. you know what let's just find out what we don't know and then mm -hmm. we can and they want to do it of action and yes. they want to do it yeah yeah if you can show that that that's going to be a value add to, mm -hmm. to make a lot of those um, adjustments up front, and then you have a, a better conditioned property to bring to the market, and that can make a huge difference. And it could be more than just regular inspection. It could be specialists mm -hmm. that come out, you know, to do sewer scopes and to do radon mm -hmm. testing and to do other things. Yeah. If there's, a, you know, if the if seller you know the buyer is going to want to do that anyway, it might be yeah. better to do it ahead of time. Yeah. And there's two schools of thought with pre-inspections. Some mm -hmm. people say they work. Some people say they don't. I think it all depends on the agent and how they present it to yes. potential buyers. So it's, it's that's another discussion comes back to the communication thing mm -hmm. that it's a it's something we're talking about. But okay, so just to recap, certified pre inspections, uh, having the home clean. Oh yeah, having it cleaned before showings, and then some agents also will offer to have it cleaned after you've moved your stuff out. So what about uh, that's awesome? And what about? For buyer, this is something agents have to do very often. Is what about their buyers? Their buyers just closed on the home. One thing mm -hmm. you can do as an agent is pay for a cleaning service and come in and detail the home before the, the new buyer moves in. Yeah, and that or change the locks is another one. Yeah, that's a great idea. Do. They have the locks changed for their buyers. Uh, the exterior detailing, interior detailing, carpet cleaning. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes carpet cleaning will go into a contract. But uh, these are these are more things like I'm thinking what the agent can do for the client right. to add value. Right. And so um, we have a lot of those things, but they're maybe in a different marketing plan that that somebody just wants to stick with a more basic plan. But mm -hmm. if you 
use the other one, then, then all of that's included. So um, home buyer's warranty yep. is another big one. I pay for a home buyer's warranty for all of my buyers and my sellers. Mm -hmm. And the home buyer's warranty, would you can get it for your sellers to cover the listing period mm -hmm. as well as up to one year after the close date. Mm -hmm. And then for the buyers, uh, that's cool that you do that for your buyers too because yeah. not everybody does that. And quite frankly, if it's an older home, smart, and smart to do because you never know yeah. what's going to happen. I would say also in this market, um, an agent who is social media savvy is important because that's where people are looking. So instead of just putting it online in the MLS and syndicating it, mm -hmm. so like syndicating it's a plus on putting it in the MLS, are they also putting it on YouTube and Google Plus and Instagram and mm -hmm. Facebook and do they have a presence yeah. on LinkedIn? I, right. So I would ask them how involved they are on, on, social, on social media because that's mm -hmm. where the upcoming buyers are looking. Yeah, you do that for your open houses too, and you pull mm -hmm. people in through Facebook ads into your open houses, and so that's cool. And you also just get exposure for the home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's other things you can do, like as far as when you say social media, I mm -hmm. automatically think open house because an open house is an, yeah. is an event and it's a marketing event. And so I know you do this, but you'll actually create an event of two open houses on a Saturday, Sunday, mm -hmm. and you'll do all the marketing leading up to it. Mm -hmm. So it's a real big value to a, a seller to get more people in. And you've had, yeah. I think one of the small condos you had, you had this small condo and you had over 200 people come in over Saturday yeah. and Sunday. And what's cool about that is, okay, it's not just the open house. It's everything that leads up to the open. It's inviting the neighbors. It's doing the social media stuff. It's doing all this stuff. But then it's creating the, that buzz around the property. Yeah. And it, it, it and also, too, the truly interested people who go to the thing, if they're truly interested, they usually, don't they usually bring their buyer back for a second, yeah. a second view? So and you might have, either way, you might have a buyer come in without their agent, and then they bring, want to come back for a private showing with their agent, and right. they might have an agent come in, checks it out, talks to the listing agent, and then says, I'm going to bring my buyer back. And so what, and so what does that do? Well, if you have... It, and sometimes agents don't like it when you do this because it's like, well, I want my buyer to come see that, the place at such and such a time. But actually, it's more convenient for your seller mm -hmm. because time-wise, they just get all the showings packed into that time as much yeah. as possible. And the seller's schedule is much easier because yeah. they're out for a few hours for the open that they want, mm -hmm. out for the open. And if the seller agrees to accept offers like a couple of days after the second open, mm -hmm. then you know, uh, you have time for those other buyers to come back and you also have time to weed out the impulse buyers who want to throw an offer in at the first, you know, when it's, when it's within hours of it being listed. Right. Without and they're not, sight and they're unseen. I think that's another unseen, value. Is, the bogus offers is, sometimes. Is talking to your sellers about what a sight unseen offer means and the risk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, it's, it's highly recommended that the buyer actually see the house. I, we've, First we've, time they see it is inspection. I, that's not a. Okay. I've sold some homes sight unseen, but. I bought a house sight unseen. Right, but it happens, but, <laughs> but it's rare. It's very rare. It's rare. <laughs> so creating all of these extra, all this extra pent up demand mm -hmm. for a property and, and work and, and also helping the, the seller with their schedule, to me, that would be a huge value for me because my most valuable uh, prized possession is my time. Yes. So if my agent can save my time on, you know, and have that many people looking at the house, I'll be comfortable yeah. that we're going to get the highest price because we've created all that. Well, and a lot of my sellers have kids and pets and keeping your house clean for showings 
if we can yeah. really knock it out of the park that first weekend and have the open house and have the showings um, and those second showings come back if they need to and being able to just say, look, this weekend is going to be extremely busy and we are going to push this house so that we have huge demand and you won't yeah. have to keep it clean after that. I like remember you clean you it did, up for inspection and then... I remember you did one of those opens in a snowstorm. I did. And, and it was a blizzard. Packed, and it was packed. Out of blizzard. So it works. Yeah. Totally works. <laughs> Um, and you couldn't even see my signs, so it had to be all the online <laughs> efforts I did because the signs funny. were covered in snow. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, what's some more value? that? And it, again, if you're watching this and you're an agent, hopefully you're taking some notes. <laughs> and if you're watching this and you're a buyer or seller, hopefully you're saying, oh, I, I want my agent to that. do that. <laughs> yeah. And um, these are just some things. Uh, negotiate. If if, even if they don't do it regularly, you can ask them and maybe they'll do it for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can go you in. I've never that. even heard of it. You make your agent better. That's, I don't. That's okay. I love hearing new ideas. Okay. I'll take it. So, negotiations. Uh, mm -hmm. What are some things that the listing agent can do to help in terms of, to help the deal, keep the deal together, negotiating? Mm -hmm. Um that helps the seller? What do you think? Uh, for the listing agent, I think it's really important that they take the time to reach out to the buyer agents and ask a few more detailed questions and also reach out to the buyer's lenders and get more information on really how how qualified they are and what the yeah. process has been up to this point, how far they've taken those yes. pre-approvals. Um, yes, because you can get a lender letter with an offer and then they may have just had a conversation over the phone. It's always yeah. better to ask that question. Or maybe one that came in the mail. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> and you need that. an agent who recognizes that immediately. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good to call the buyer's lender and say, how far long are they in the process? And I know you can't tell me all the specifics, right. but tell what, me something. What can you tell me? What can you tell me? What can you tell me? Do you actually know these people? <laughs> right. So, so what I'm hearing that is the ability to pre-qualify buyers. Mm -hmm. To not again not waste the seller's time right. with bogus offers, right? And we don't get as many bogus offers. We get some on our listings. We haven't gotten as many lately. It's Maybe because time. we're very uh, sensitive to it, and our antenna are up, and we're talking to lenders a lot. So we yeah. don't. Maybe we're just weeding them out. And... I kind of let I let the agents when they call and say we're considering putting in an offer, and so, you know, okay, wonderful. Make sure you include that lender letter, and so we they present, know we present all <laughs> offer, we present all offers. Yes. But it's just present, a matter of doing the due diligence. The pros and cons yeah. and considerations of each. Right. We don't make the decision. No, we don't make the decision. We do present everything. It's just um, being, you know, we getting as much information for our client before we, mm -hmm. you know, just throw something in front of them. We're not going to do that. And then the other part of negotiations is keeping the deal together through the rest of the transaction. I think mm -hmm. it's really important to have an agent who is able to do that. Well, we're like the quarterback. Mm -hmm. So we're... Um, I've been using a lot of sports metaphors lately, so I apologize in advance. To, but but you go, know, team go. go team go. But yeah, you have to have a team together. Your lender, your title. Just the lender probably has over 20 people within the lender's company looking at the loan or touching right. it somehow in, the, in their process. So if you just imagine that, the mortgage broker's got all of that stuff to do. Yeah. We're coordinating with them. They've got to coordinate with title. We're coordinating with title. We've got the buyer and the seller and the agent. Mm -hmm. And if it's a, if it's an estate, if it's a, you know, multiple sellers, maybe they own, 
you know, maybe they don't own a joint tenancy, maybe they own it mm -hmm. differently. Um, it, it, there's a lot, we are the quarterback. We keep it all together. Yeah. You know, moving. keep it moving forward, down the field. Down. Sorry. Down the field. Touchdown. Like anyway. Yes, that's what we yell out at closing. Touchdown! <laughs> See, I apologize for that sports metaphor. <laughs> no. Well, maybe we'll make, we gotta work. We gotta make those things better somehow. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out. We'll work on our metaphors. Our metaphors. Uh, we talked about home warranty. We talked mm -hmm. about some other communication. Um, <laughs> communication keeps coming up. Yep. So, um, yeah, and again, just to recap, like the seller's biggest complaint, oftentimes, is that they didn't communicate. They weren't, their agent didn't communicate with them yeah. effectively leading up to the closing even. And they get nervous. They don't, if they don't know. Yeah. And Things get should... a little tense. Things get a little tense leading yeah. up to the close date. And the agent can really be sometimes creative with possession dates and other mm -hmm. things and, you know, working with the other side to keep things smooth. Yes. And I think um, communicating and then communicating that there might be times where they won't hear a lot from you, but that doesn't mean that nothing's happening. There's a quieter period. The, after the calm before the storm. There is it does the calm get. Before. It gets quiet after inspection. You don't want them to get nervous. You say, you know what? I will reach out to you if you if I um, have anything to reach out to you about. Reach out to me if you have any questions. But don't be nervous if you don't hear from me, because there's a lot of under current right. stuff happening that that they're right. not. After the inspection is negotiated, if there is an inspection resolution and there's things to be fixed. We're still going to be communicating on yeah. those things. If yeah. the home hasn't been appraised yet, we're going to be communicating on appraisal. If we think that we, there might be some issues, that's why in this market, mm -hmm. we tend to get a guarantee of cash over appraisal right. for a lot of the offers since they are higher. Um, but if we don't, if we're not able to secure that, and a seller wants to grab one of those initial offers, mm -hmm. um, there could be appraisal issues that come up that, that would affect the deal. Mm -hmm loan approvals, there's all and kinds of things, there's all kinds of things. Time. Before it happens, it's like, yeah. okay, next step is, right. Sometimes appraisal coming up. Right, sometimes it can get busy after inspection, and other times it's it's smooth, so it just depends. And right? after appraisal, then it's definitely kind of a more quiet time as you mm -hmm. lead up to final walkthrough and, and mm -hmm. closing. Yep, and then there's some special sort of things that we've talked about in other videos regarding that in terms of uh, the, the final loan approval and making sure that the fixes, if there are any, got done in time and when to do that and so that your closing date's not delayed. And right. this is the quarterback role of the agent to make sure that all these moving parts are So we're we are communicating with other people a lot, but the yeah. seller at some point might not hear from us. They, they might not, they don't see a lot of that. They don't sometimes. see a lot of that, a lot of that stuff that we mm -hmm. do. They don't. Um, and they don't need they don't need to because that they need to call from just us. stress them out. They need a call from us to say, hey, this is we're, we're taking care of these this this and this. Yeah. Well, what would you like to do on this? Right. Yeah. Or right. Something like that. Okay. So are we flying through this? Do you want to talk about buyers? I think you know what I think we should just wrap it up with sellers. What do you make think? this video about sellers? Nice and, and short for sellers, and then we can later. talk about buyers another time. Okay. So we talked about all the potential things that an agent can do to add value on mostly the listing side. And, um, you know, we talked about uh, things that agents could could add, certified pre-inspections, other uh, inspections like radon, uh, sewer scope. We talked about photography, you know, um, aerial uh, videography, uh, virtual tour, 3D virtual tours, uh, cleanings, you could detail the home before or after for the, uh, the 
communicating with other agents about the listing and social yep. media, a lot more of that. Mm -hmm. how, how much do we additionally reach out to people about the listing mm -hmm. instead of just putting it out there once? Yep, all the social media stuff, all the marketing things. So there's a lot that an agent can do or not do, and uh, we're all for adding more value. That's mm -hmm. kind of our approach. So we're excited to do new things and to add as much value as we can. If you have any other questions, you can always reach us at info at ecrealtyhomes.com or you can check us out online. Our website is ecrealtyhomes.com. Thank you so much and we hope you have a great soon-to-be 4th of July weekend. Yeah. All right, thanks. Mm -hmm.